check, check, microphone. 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 Oh my god, can I too? Hey folks, this is Flat Black Plastic on Mutiny Radio dot FM. We have the pity party for here for their appearance at the uh, Noise Pop Festival, the 20th Street Block Party, and they're going to be playing at what time? 445. 4:45 4:45 military time. That's 4:45. If you're in my military, and uh, <laughs> they uh, are here, they brought a record. You just heard them play, and uh, we're gonna ask them how they feel as Bay Area natives. They represent rock or punk rock, as far as what it means to be from the Bay Area. Is that good to ask? Anyone, do you, you, is that a bad question? No, no, no that's, a, that's a good question. Um, but gotta be honest, I think. You're the only one that's not from the Bay. Oh, I guess Dustin's you not from the Bay Area. Yes. Okay, I'm from the Bay Area. Do you feel like you have to defend it? Do you feel like you have to defend it being from here because a lot of people hate this area? Do people hate this area? I, I don't know. I've, heard, I've only heard a little bit of hate. Yeah, I think uh, from the Bay Area, else from elsewhere. On, if you go on tour and go outside of this area, do people go, oh, tech is bad, San Francisco is bad, you're left wing, Trump is good? Do you guys <laughs> go on tour and get that? Uh, we get that just as California as a whole, though. Really? I think everyone yeah. just hates our uh, accent and stuff, <laughs> and just our, the whole, I think the whole state, everyone's like, oh, you're from California, but... <laughs> Do you feel Northern and Southern California should be separate? <laughs> no, I separate legally? N- no. No, they're. I don't feel strongly one way or another. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with all of California. I think SoCal's pretty chill. SoCal's cool. What is the What is the last song that you guys each of each of you people listened to before coming in here? If you that you remember? Um, I think we listened to Electric Avenue. All right, we're going to play another pity party song.
Flappy Like Plastic, you're listening to Pity Parties, the band that we're interviewing here. We just played their song, and I'm going to check next time for, so I can name the song that we played because I forgot it. And one of them will know it. Thanks, Sinatra. There we go. I remember that when I was looking up the band online, I was, said, Dank Sinatra, that sounds like a total weed dealer's name. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you got to go see my friend Dank Sinatra. <laughs> so what, what, is, what are your guys' favorite things about going on tour, and what are your least favorite things? When I say guys, I mean folks. I mean people. I don't want to be offensive in any way, in gen- that way. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> you guys can say, say your name so they know you. Oh, this, is, this is Bob. Um, and <laughs> I guess uh, my favorite things about going on tour are like going places I haven't been before or going places that I really love that I have been before. Um, like just also, being tourist, like you're yeah, checking tourist. out a town as a tourist? Oh, yeah, I love touristy shit. Bob is the biggest tourist, oh, also biggest. the calmest member of Pity Party. <laughs> um, do you do photos? Do you have a, like a website where people go, oh man, that's what whatever that town looks like? Not really. I don't take too many photos. I just stare at stuff. <laughs> you take photos up here. Yeah. Really matters. Yeah. Um, also, uh, people that we interact with when we're on tour tend to be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Love meeting new people in the scenes that we play in everywhere we go do you guys have a favorite town each of you where you go oh man i can't wait to get to that place because it's it, we always get treated right there albuquerque yeah albuquerque, albuquerque new mexico why is it why albuquerque uh we have some really good friends that run a diy collective uh, called fly honey warehouse um they do a lot of support and advocacy in their community and they cook for us every time we're there um, they provide Dustin with four locos. Not by choice. Not by choice. Minus the bear yeah. I think that's anytime four loco is involved, it's the yeah. gesture that's, 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 that's counts. Oh my that's god, all, that's crazy! I didn't know that. Yeah, and his Instagram is absence party, and oh it's all minus god, the bear I love reference. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And where else do we like? There's a lot of places. I don't know. We like everywhere. I think now. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I just like seeing. Yeah. There's, there's no, not really a place that we're like, oh fuck, we gotta go there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, actually, what like, was that one place? Um, was it Wichita or something? Yeah, Wichita. Oh, we uh, hate Wichita. We, <laughs> we love the can't, people. I've been, I've been to about half the states, and it always freaks me out going to Denver because I can only, I can see Kansas. I don't even. I've never been to Kansas. I just know when I see that flatness, I go, "Whoa, fuck! That goes on forever. That's not the ocean." I love Denver. They have that big horse, that big blue horse. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. far. Yeah, yeah. Airport, the middle, Denver Airport conspiracy. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. Also, that City O City restaurant. Yeah, pretty rad. Yeah. What is it? City O City restaurant? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a vegan uh, breakfast place. In yeah. Denver. In Denver, Colorado. Killer vegan chicken and waffles. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to City of City. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is, is you guys' favorite food in the Mission neighborhood or in with the neighborhood that you live? Um, Taqueria Vallejo is super good. It's on Mission, but I can't remember Cross Street. I just used to live like a couple miles from it, so. Very good. 
What, what about this? We're, we'll take a vote. Taco versus burrito. Uh oh, that's a tough one. Uh, that is a tough one. Can play. I vote for both? I I like I think I'm a burrito person. Do you uh, do you eat the whole burrito or do you save half after you eat half after you eat the first half? No, I have no self control. I'll just eat the whole thing. Yeah. One sitting. And One you sitting. still weigh a hundred pounds and you're six feet tall. How does that happen? <laughs> how, first of all, how old are all of you? <laughs> how old are all of you? Um, I'm I'm twenty seven. My name's Dustin. <laughs> Did you hear that, officer? Could you say that in the mic one more time? Uh, Dustin. Can you say I'm 27. <laughs> pink and, hair. And pink hair, and I'm six feet tall, apparently. No. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that. Down. Sitting down. <laughs> very tall torso. Yeah. No legs. No legs. I mean, like, very no, small actually, legs. I have, I have long dancer's legs. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, Do you Dustin's find that the dancer's actually... legs help with your stage antics? <laughs> I would say he's got a real wide power stance. Yeah, the, the widest dance. power stance <laughs> from this, this side of the Mississippi. Any wider? <laughs> Does power, is power stance like when you just put your feet real far apart? Yeah. yeah. You know, I think who has the best one is Billy Zoom from X. You haven't seen me. <laughs> you haven't seen six feet of legs and no torso. Wait, when did you become no torso and all legs? Oh, is that what happened? I thought you were all, I I thought you were all torso. No, Maybe I, you're just. Six feet of torso, six feet of leg. Yeah, I love Denver. I, that's <laughs> <laughs> also, there's just five people named Dustin that are all 27 in this band. For sure. Yeah. All right, we're we're going to play another song. <laughs> uh, n- and all the people that you heard just talking will play this at 445 this afternoon at 19th and Alabama, which is in the Sunny Mission District in San Francisco, California. It it's, doesn't cost money, correct? It is free. It is free like our souls and our minds and this music. And if you don't go down there, you risk judgment. <laughs> yeah, Dustin. I got like a lot of sweat on my neck. Okay. Shit. 
how important is marijuana to your guys' music? <laughs> whatsoever i'm a school teacher (laughs) (laughs) do not but it's well if you're an adult you definitely make your own choices but if you are a child your brain is still developing (laughs) you make your own choices too (laughs) (laughs) but but prescription is okay (laughs) prescription drugs do they affect your music um yeah prescription drugs Yeah, in a positive way or a negative way? In a positive way, yeah. Uh, Advocate for if people are comfortable with it, getting um, totally there is like no uh, shame and there shouldn't be stigma in Mm -hmm. seeking help for mental health um, and getting yourself to a baseline point where you can keep your head above water and have normal reactions that other people get to experience. Um, So it's totally, yeah, we are. We're definitely an antidepressant, pro-antidepressant band. Yep. But do you feel that because of the way the drug companies work, that they get people who would want to be hooked on something that would make them okay, that they give them something opiate-based to just make them quiet? Do you think that's a problem with prescription? With benzos, yes. Yeah. I just know because when I took a bunch of painkillers when I broke my leg, I stopped early, and they said, don't do that. And I said, why the fuck not? I don't want to get hooked on this shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when you do, men- isn't it, if I remember correctly, when you do drugs that affect your brain, you have to wane yourself off very slowly mm-hmm. and then stop yeah. completely, which is when you're most fucked up if you are taking those. And then you have to go slowly back up on another yeah. one. So That's it's just. That's called tapering. Yeah, and you, you it do, do, it. You can't do you just, just taper until you find something good? Is that what it is now? Yeah, usually you'll, you'll work with your psychiatrist to figure that out. But you, yeah, if you just stop cold turkey, you're going to have a weird fucking time. It's not going to be good. But that's more with like daily stuff, not like in the moment. Like what about what about? Do you think psychedelics have anything to do with <laughs> mental treatment? Yeah. Like, um, I'm saying psychedelics that are made from the ground, like mushrooms. Yeah, not, like not like, lab. Yeah, like microdosing psilocybin. Totally, that works for some people. Oh my god! Don't tell your students that. Okay, I'm not telling my students that. Yeah, I'm not. Just for adults. I just want to be clear. I'm the good teacher. You're the bad teacher. <laughs> I'm the bad teacher. That's you are the, not the bad that. teacher. You're a great teacher. You're just the the bad influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the goody teacher. <laughs> Do you guys have any other records coming out? Yeah, we actually uh, have a full length. That was a stock question. I just pulled it out of the question band book. It's <laughs> a great question. Pulled it out, yeah. um, <laughs> because we do have a record that will be coming out next year called Concrete. Um, it's a record that we just finished recording, um, and it's kind of like a, it was kind of a therapy piece, um, and hopefully it helps bring other people some solace and comfort. Um, it largely circles material around sexual violence um, and how to support yourself and others through sexual violence and what those feelings feel like. Um, and so hopefully it finds some other people a little less alone in their trauma. Well, yeah, I think that a, a, a lot of people don't realize what creativity can do to curb any sort of mental problems and use artistic creation as, as therapy. And it's just, I think the fact that it's unrecognized is really horrible. And I think that even though your guys' music isn't overtly, you know, it's not like you're on a label distributed by some company that, you know, has a hospital, you, the fact that you guys are recognizing that and you're saying that your creation wants to go out and keep making things positive, I think is, makes me proud to know that you guys are doing it. Cause if you guys are doing it, that means that there's gotta be hundreds and thousands of other people that when they hear you and you say, this is what I'm doing, they'll do that like the velvet underground or sex pistols or whatever. 
and that's the intent and the hope is that people will take action because right now I mean it's 2019 and we live in a country that's really bad for a lot of people and gives a lot of people really shitty circumstance there's not equality in this country there's not comfort for a lot of people and there aren't even basic needs for a lot of people and so like hopefully if like you know we show by action that support is positive and like helps a community then like other people will support their communities and that like we can act and negate what's been happening like we as a whole society can act and negate what's happening and w- w- do you guys put out your own record so you can say what you want um we have done distribution through record labels sorry but i'm mostly talking um but uh we've done distribution through record labels but we do um definitely make sure that we have all of the autonomy over our material uh we own all of our material and we find and you just tell them that, that from square us. one they, yeah you know, if you're going to put this record out you it's like getting final cut on a movie yeah, and I think we're realizing that, like, not only do we need, um, like, our artistic uh, freedom, uh, but also people that are, like, politically, um, like-minded to us is how we would like to carry out in the future is just making sure that we're working with record labels that have the same intent as us, working with booking agents that have the same intent as us, people that want to see positivity spread, people that want to see people be supported. Because um, it's, as it's, we've realized it's the most important thing to us that it's, like, we need people to stand behind us and with us. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you guys ever play at Gilman? Are you too big to play there? <laughs> no, we totally play at Gilman. Uh, play at Gilman, um, actually, mm-hmm. kind of a lot. Yeah, we play at Gilman a lot. Uh, we volunteer there. Um, I've been going there since I was like 11 years old. Um, Legally. Yeah. Well, you were allowed to go there at 11? Yeah, I, don't, I yeah. think there's no age limit. Yeah, there's no age limit. Yeah, there's never I've been seen 11 year old, I've seen multiple 11 year olds there. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's great. Like, my students love Gilman. It's like, it's a great place. I mean, it was a great place for me as a kid. It offered me a lot of support in a time where I feel like I didn't have a lot of stability and comfort. Are there other places at, in like in Denver that are like Gilman, where they're all ages and they're very supportive <laughs> of the community? Do you know anything about Denver? <laughs> no, um, I, there <laughs> is. Um, like really oh, I forgot horse. the name of it. Oh, I, Seventh Circle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah I'm Seventh like, Circle, we don't okay. really know too much about Denver because we've only been there twice. I've been to the, the last major city you've mentioned. Yeah. But Seventh Circle Seventh is Circle, a great yeah. uh, all ages space there. And where is Seventh, seventh Circle? In Denver. Okay. <laughs> I have no seventh idea. Circle of Denver. Seventh Nine Circle of Denver. <laughs> <laughs> I can, t- I can tell if you're joking. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I don't get the reference. I know, I know Dante and the, the levels. You're saying Denver is hell? <laughs> Uh, with that blue Hello, <laughs> Denver. <laughs> let's let's hear another pity party song. <laughs>
The microphone is up. You you had your chance to ha choose a question that I would ask you that you that I didn't come up with, and the one I came up with was, well, who are you? What is your name? You don't have to give your last name. You can give a f fake name if you're in trouble with the law. And what <laughs> instrument that you play for the band pity in the band Pity Party, please? Uh, yeah, my name is Dustin. I play guitar. And Bass guitar. <laughs> Um, I, I play the, the, the normal guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my name is Dustin, and I also play the guitar. And the bass uh, guitar, though. The bass guitar. Four string. Four of them. My name is Dustin, and I play the guitar. <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you guys doing? <laughs> my name is Dustin, and I play guitar. Uh, my name is actually Dustin, and I play the drums. <laughs> And my name is Dustin. <laughs> and these people, they make me come with them. And I don't know what they, what they make me do. They say, you call yourself Dustin, and you have to go on stage and play this thing. And it, you plug it in and make a noise that cause problems with my head. <laughs> That's all of us. That's all of us. And uh, what, what, what tell us about the origins of the name Pity Party, or if, if it was a second choice? Did you have any other choices besides Pity Party? It was a first choice. It was a first choice. Um, yeah. It actually came from your guys' full U.S. tour with a Place Called Home. Uh, three bands were formed. There was like a big plot line. Uh, there was Pity Party, Popular Kids, and Awful House. Yep. Uh, and it was like each member of the band that they were touring in had decided they wanted to start a side project uh, and the popular kids were going to be mean to Pity Party and they were going to eat at the Awful House and it was like a, whole, a whole plot thing. line um, and none of those bands ended up playing music or doing anything and we just decided to be stubborn and play a bunch of music and So they were just like, they turned into gangs? Perhaps, I don't know what they're doing now <laughs> You could say that <laughs> they, they may be. Who knows? Dustin, what do you think? <laughs> we yeah, gangs. 
<laughs> what about the, to, why is the record called Concrete? Um, the, uh, it's a very dark um, subject matter. Um, but uh, to keep it vague and brief to not make uh, like elicit any trauma from anyone um, it comes from a story um, of a girl that was um, abused and um, she was encased in concrete um, and the story is called cement girl um, but I didn't in case while she was alive um, she was tortured and murdered and then uh, encased in concrete and so um, I didn't want to name it cement girl so people would think about that story but I wanted to still like give honor to that story um and so concrete was like a parallel name to it i did not keep that vague i'm very sorry if that was uncomfortable for anyone i think that's a great story that i that's the kind of thing that i like i said i didn't really plan a bunch of questions and to get that response is just i feel like if i was on tv or something more popular than this i would go yes i mean i still did a yes but it was like a small yes not like a Fox News, yes. But I was like, that that's a great story, and I just thought of that question. D- does anybody have anything else that might fit that description where you would say, oh, I have this awesome story, and I've always wanted to tell on the radio? Ooh. Um. The internet radio. The internet radio. I don't know if we should. No, what story <laughs> are you going to tell? I don't know. No. Of, we have a lot of stories. But. You can change names if you want. Or use no, initials. Like, we have to change Dustin. all of our actions. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, uh, what? What about that? Uh, what was that place in Tucson? That taco place? No, we're not that? okay. We're not gonna talk about it. Here we go back to the tacos. <laughs> I can't tell stories about how we fight racists on radio. What? What is? What is your favorite places to get tacos when you go on tour? We call them tour tacos. Uh, Poncho's Tacos in Vegas. Oh yeah, that's good. And that place. Hell good. Yeah, Dustin, good. you are right. Yeah. What about Torchies in Austin? Dustin, you're also I, I right. Good, I, I said Poncho's Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> the other no, Dustin, Torchies, Torchies Dustin is cool. on the floor right now. Excuse my me. Favorite, my favorite taco place, they say, don't bring the crazy punk rock people with you if you come to get the taco. <laughs> my name is Dustin. <laughs> Well, we got to get rid of that kid. He's causing problems. <laughs> let's let, let's put on an, another song.
All right, we're back with the pity party people. And they're talking about tacos. You're welcome to ta Taco Talk here on talk, Taco Talk Radio. <laughs> we're listening to the band Talk Talk later because they talk about tacos. And also the guy Taco who did Putting on the Ritz will be by here later. He's playing on the bandwagon stage. Tell us some taco stories, pity party people. Now you like to talk about Taco Bell. Uh, uh, so like or, one, or, what, Taco Bell. Yeah. Talk, the, okay, Taco Bell story. Which one? Which one are you saying? Taco Bell. The Taco. No, you were saying something else. No, that's what I was saying. Oh, Taco Bell. Oh, uh, <laughs> we went to Taco Bell like a couple nights ago, and it was pretty, um, pretty wild. <laughs> Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell. In what part of the area? Uh, we were in. Is the Taco Bell is on Telegraph? Sorry, my mouth's full. Um, is the Taco Bell is on Telegraph and West Grand. Yeah. What in kind of Western? In Oakland, downtown. Yeah, down. Yeah, and uh, we were in line, and there's like important. two. Yeah, Taco Bell's always got that. <laughs> Taco Bell's always lit. It's it's got, always got shit going on for real. Yeah, it was it was a pretty long line. We were like third in line or something, and then someone cut in. There's like two entrances, and one entrance this is the wrong entrance. It's a drive-through, by the way. And this person came in and tried to cut off the person in front of us, and they were like yelling at them, and we're like, nah, you know, and they sped up a little bit, so they kept trying to cut us off instead. And then the people in front of, of um, her were like, no, you gotta, get, you gotta get in the back, and you know, et cetera, like, you can't cut all these people. And she had turned up her music louder. Um, what was she listening to? <laughs> she wouldn't, she wouldn't answer me when I asked her skillet. what she was I think it was Skillet. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, um, yeah, so she turned it up, like, loud, so... And just started singing along to it, yeah. instead of actually speaking words to, to anyone. Like yeah. showing she was ignoring you by yes. singing along to it? Yeah. Yes. And then so um, when the other car moved up, we moved up again too, and then she drove even faster and was trying to cut us off more. And then we we're like, you know, yelling, like, yo, stop what you're doing. Anyway, yeah, anyway, she oh rear God, ends the car in front of us and they all get out of the car and they're hella mad and it's so funny and they're just like... They're hella well composed though. They're like... Yeah. But it was funny. They were like, oh shit, now you gotta give us your insurance. Yeah. yeah. And then like... She... Did the cops show up oh, and everything? Did you guys stick around for that? The cops oh, and we were in the line. Saying, we were stuck. The cops didn't show up but we were stuck in the Taco Bell line. It was some crazy shit. Was some crazy shit. Like, if you're gonna hit someone's car over some Taco Bell... You need to reevaluate your life. And also, like, yeah. she really could have just gone to the back of the line and just waited for, like, t literally two you more told cars the story to go. so much funnier last night. I just, I don't you know. You told the story real bad. I don't know if I can. The four logo right makes it I know, four logo makes Dustin so funny. Stop. I got a snowboat. I'm definitely not a 16 logo. I think fast food is, is generally a thing that makes people aggressive because I was at you know you think of the one in Pacifica where it's right on the beach and you yeah. think oh it's all a nice one yeah that, I was, like, beautiful Taco Bell yeah I was in there one time and the guy was on his break behind the counter and he was eating while there was a long line of people and he was eating behind the counter just looking at this long line and some guy says hey you help me there's all these people behind <laughs> me help me he goes I'm on break he goes well don't eat your fucking food right in front of me Whoa. Whoa. And then he goes, well, what do you want me to do? I'll go outside. He goes, you go outside, me and my friend are going to fucking stab you. Whoa! And so Whoa. he goes, so I have to go in the back to eat so you don't kill me? He goes, or oh, fucking help me get my food, asshole. So, And that's in Pacifica, the pretty little wow. seaside so town. So what we learned is that people will run into cars, stab each other, and other shit over Taco Bell. I think Taco Bell is possibly the root of some of the evil in this world. <laughs> like, along with bringing a lot of joy and comfort and nourishment to and a lot late of night people. Food. Nourishment is a questionable term yeah, when Taco Bell is involved. cheap vegan food went on tour, but, like, 
also, I guess, a lot of hate. So, mm. you know. But then you get to the place. Can you tell the end of that story, though? Oh yeah, she at? she bought all our food for us. Oh, she did buy all our food. Yeah. Okay, so oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, How much food was it? Pay and then the was it all five of you? Of like uh, y- that that woman in front of you paid for all of your food, which is crazy. We got so much food. Well, that's not I and yeah, right. You still shouldn't have hit their car. Yeah, no, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, she like drove straight into their car. I was what like, what were you doing? She hit their car, but I was like, why would you pay for this? Like, Can you describe the cars? Like, was not for legal reasons, but like, was it someone who had a fucked up car, like a smashed up derby, where they was like, oh, I'm gonna fuck up someone's no, new like nice car? Guess, no, it was like a nice car. Both cool. cars were nice. Both cars were, both cars nice. were nice. Yeah. yeah, and she just drove right into that one. Wow. I hope her crunch wrap tasted hella good when she got home because she went through a lot of shit to get it. <laughs> she went through a whole lot to get it. And right wh- what about do you do, have you when you've been on tour? Do you go to? Uh, you, I know there's other places that are like Taco Bell, like Del Taco, like uh, Taco Bueno. Taco, Taco bueno, bueno, I've been there. Sucks. Hey Athen. Hey Athen. Taco Bueno sucks. Hear me. But they make tater tots though, like Spanish, like paprika tater tots, right? Uh, uh, Taco Bueno? Or I think. I, I just don't know why I'm so I don't know about Taco Bueno. I don't know. But Taco Bueno. Not a fan. Del Taco Pretty, uh, is way better. Yeah. Every, everybody else had a bad time at, at uh, Taco Bueno. I loved it. They dunked chimichanga. Taco Bueno sucks. And the chimichanga is, is fresh? Wrong. I mean, fresh oh, out no. of the oil fresh? Oh, yeah. Not heat lamp it's very fresh. hot. Yeah. See that? You, yeah. you can get down on the street here, and people who can't get on the street, they don't care. Like It's kind of like with beer. Like if you drink Budweiser and you think that's good beer, you're stupid, you know. <laughs> not, no, and you're. I'm sorry. Don't uh, intelligence is not, but you're uneducated. I don't. There's no way to get out of this hole. I just don't understand you. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, I'm ignorant. <laughs> but I'm. Uh, with, do you, are, what about when you see a KFC and a Taco Bell under the same literal roof? Do you do you feel like I'm not going to go to that because it has. KFC involved with We are so into that because then you can get mashed potatoes and a soft taco at the same time. That's what I was saying to people. People who are against uh, sweet and think, savory together are bad. Do you think bad. they would put the mashed potatoes in the soft taco? No, I don't think they would do that. But you can do whatever you want. That's the thing. That would really I think you need to assume some accountability in that situation. If you want to fuck No, I don't. I'm not saying I want to do that. I'm just wondering if they would. I'm not a fan of KFC next to Taco Bell. I prefer KFC to go away. Oh, okay. Doesn't really answer. Well, and there was that rumor that they had to call it KFC because they they called it Kentucky Fried Chicken, and there was like it wasn't chicken meat. They had to change it to KFC because they couldn't use chicken. In the eighties, I remember hearing that going. Mm. That's Wait, what, what does the, the C stand for? Then? Well, they <laughs> took out the word chicken. Oh, so it's chicken matter? I don't know. Maybe oh it's chicken, <laughs> chicken, chicken I think extract. It, I think it involves <laughs> maybe <laughs> involves some sort of organ meat. I don't know. Uh. I just know that they got in trouble and they had, there was a timeline change when they had to go from Kentucky Fried Chicken and then it went to KFC and I remember him saying to my mom, what's what's the deal? Why'd they go to just the letters? Is it because people can't read? And I guess if you eat enough KFC, you probably can't read that well, but it just, it made me not understand. Maybe I'll look it up and stop talking about it. I kind of enjoys that idea. We're just so pro vegan that we're like, you eat chicken, you can't read. Yeah, stop <laughs> eating chicken. It's yeah. poisoning your mind. That, well, and also, eating meat's kind of destroying our environment. Animals take a lot of water 
in their lives and we should just let them live and not well yeah and that also destroy like, a lot of plants lives <laughs> that you not make them grow up just to be eaten because that sucks what if we like that would just suck if that happened to humans if we raise humans to eat them so we shouldn't do it to animals do you watch the documentary about the autistic lady who figured out the cattle thing to to uh get them humanely up to they have this kind of a contraption where they hold the cattle to calm them and she had autism so she used she built her own cattle uh contraption so she could her autism when she was under pressure she felt a lot less anxious and she realized oh that thing that i made like autistic kids totally need to be hugged really bad and when they don't get that it it triggers some bad stuff so she made this hugging machine and she saw at the so you can tell i'm really high can't you no. <laughs> well no, it's good. I, uh, now now i know but she's a, she basically said she's not a vegan at all but she said i want to have these animals be as stress-free as until the right up until you kill them that i don't want them sitting in a small area or like there was this trough of water that they had to go through that they the people who did it fucked it up and they were all dying she said look i see in pictures and i can do this and you know they'll be happy until we kill them and i think n until we get to the point where people realize where they get their animals from and i think it's turned into a horrible weird like leftish leftist uh hippie cliche to know where your food is from and that's a horrible thing you don't need to know where your food is from just like it's real easy to not have your consumption be inhumane like there's beyond burgers at friggin burger king now Impossible Burger King, beyond that. Topic. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's easy. Fast food restaurants are helping you be vegan now too, so yeah, everyone can do it. You can be cruelty free and live your life. And also, you can live your life with eating it. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, do, do what you want. Yeah, 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 but be nice. Are yeah, there any nice. are there any be companies nice. that you, uh, as a band, say I don't want to support? Like I don't want to support Walmart because they put small things out of small companies out of business. Or do you? have any pet peeves where you say don't support these people boycott Amazon because it's owned by Dick Cheney or whatever within our financial means because we are all of like a lower economic status like we try to have our spending be cohesive with our political views but like organizations like Amazon that supply materials to ICE we don't support um, we shop at Walmart though on tour because we have to it's cheaper um, especially because we tour like 200 days of the year. So it's just not an option to get bulk items other places. Um, but we do as often as we can and within our means, we try to only... Try to s to spend ethically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right? Well, uh, we're coming up on a little bit. Jeff, Jeff's doing his storytelling thing coming up. So yeah. if you're listening... Uh, get ready for that. I don't know how good of a job I did, but I think that these people were very nice to put up with my rambling, and they gave a, a lot of good information. And I think, again, even if you can't make the four, four, five at the nineteenth in Alabama, you should. You heard their music. I think it's 
they speak for themselves and then their music speaks more than them. So if you like what you heard with them talking and if you like what you heard with them playing, even if you can't go to the thing today, look in your comp online and say, there, I'm going to go to, you know, R Royal Bull or what? Golden Bull. Royal Bull. I bought that in Chinatown. It gave me a rash. We're always uh, touring out, playing festivals, flying to places. Um, so just if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on social media um, and we'll be in a city near you soon. But yeah. The real good to hear is our handle. <laughs> what, what's a handle? Like our, our name. If you want to find us, Instagram. you can look up the real pity party. Look up the real pity party and then you can keep up to date with all the, all the fun all adventures. All the Taco Bells we eat at. Yep. <laughs> Well, uh, again, it, I'm, it was my pleasure. I don't ever interview bands. I, I feel proud of this. And I, I didn't see a lot of people frowning, which I was scared. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. That's good. And uh, I would like each of you to say two words to everyone who's listening, because we're, we don't have any money here. We're living below the poverty line. Please, each one of you, Dimitri, 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 Dustin. <laughs> Dustin. Dustin. My name no, is not, Dimitri. Not you don't, you <laughs> don't call me Dustin. <laughs> we're say, all say, send, say send money. Say send money? Because we need money really bad. There's someone broke the front window and it cost $500 uh, to replace it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. The, well, one, the one in the front door that's oh. open. Say say it, do you want us to say it at the same time, or do you want like a wave kind of thing? Where Wh whatever you would feel most comfortable. When you, if you've never done this One, in the past, two, three. Where are we going? Send money. <laughs> also, stay safe. Stay safe. That's stay sane. I like. Stay safe. Stay sane. Uh, maybe not up to you to stay sane, but staying safe definitely important. I was. And come to Mutiny Radio at two p.m. for the. For storytelling. Yes. Can we do our goodbye where everybody picks a picture? One, Wait, what? two, three. Everybody pick a picture. Um, One, two, three. Goodbye. Well, I really fucked that one up. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. Damn. <laughs>
Flapperlackplasticmeetingradio.fm Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> How exciting for you, Mutiny Radio listener. There are six new shows here at mutinyradio.fm. Monday nights at 10 o'clock, it's time for free phone sex. 415-550-0511. Yes, call in for free phone sex. When it's 2 o'clock on a Wednesday and you hear the trippy music, you know what time it is. You know it's time to talk about the world and the universe and everything. On some call me Tim. You'd think I've been doing this show for like three years now that I could time out when that comes with the music, and I never do. Today on the program, we have John Garside. Hello. Hi. Big Brit. Yeah, Big British John. Big British John. So you're really British. Really am British. The accent's accent's real. The accent's real. 
Yeah. It's exciting I stuff. I earned it. Ah, <laughs> uh, so he's big British John. You can look him up on the face of my books and all that. But here on Some Call Me Tim, do you know why we call the show Some Call Me Tim? Well, that's first of all. When I saw the reference, I'm like, all right. First, I need to know more. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm like 50% Python. Oh, it's, perfect. Yes. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's exactly the reason. So you know, it's hmm. just in that whole. I love the end of that when they were like, it's just a movie, and there's a, there's the girl. It's just the search for something that might or might not exist, and all that kind of just like, God, is it real? Is he real? Are we constructing it? And so. Some call me Tim. Yeah, we could do the whole music number right now. If you want. <laughs> I love when it's on the cross and the, blah, blah, blah. the life of Brian. It's also very funny. Uh, but look deep in the eyes of Sparkle Jesus, and I ask, do you believe in Jesus? We, we've agreed to see other people. <laughs> you guys broke up. You used to talk to him all the time. I uh, I, I was willing to uh, believe the stories, and, and it was it was his, it was his own journey. And it took a good number of years and a, and a good chunk of life. There were some stupid things I did in the name of one's country for Queenie. <laughs> that meant I was rather grateful for his companionship during those times. Uh, and I, obviously, I was just glad that you know. Jesus had a thing for big white people. <laughs> um, not so much the other people on the other end of the rifle, uh, which was which is great. I'm sure they had their deity, but not as good as mine. <laughs> but then, as I saw more and more of life, I, I'm like, well, much as I appreciate your love for the white middle class. Um, wow, what is that? I know, right? They are it. I was Christian and I was white middle class and all the people that I know who are still Christian are still white middle class. My parents, only, my brother. He only cures those with health care. Yeah. It's, it's, um, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. And they have, and they have Costco prescriptions, I'm sure. Um, but, um, and then I saw, I was in Africa, uh, in South Africa, working and I saw, uh, I was actually hiring people for a security company. Uh, IT security company, and uh, we were hiring in Noweto. Everyone's heard of Soweto, where you know the Mandelas were from. Noweto. Oh, oh it's their places. It's like these are real places. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's called Alexandria. Its real name is Alexandria, but Noweto means north of the the Veld. Sure. And uh, and I'm seeing this poverty like really close. Like oh. when people when people make jokes about about San Francisco's feces problem. Oh. It ain't a problem. Really? Oh, I'll, I'll show you way worse. Uh, it, are people living in like tin shacks? Like what are they, are they living in? It's not like, it's very similar to Oakland. <laughs> Am I not allowed to do those? Is that, <laughs> no, that's very is funny. That, is that it's wrong? okay. No, that's very funny. Uh, it's yeah, quite... no, the tin shacks. Like you are wealthy if you have tin for a roof. You know, wow. you, you start with a roof and work down. Uh, oh. the, the poor have a top. Uh, or a collection of plastic bags. Wow. And that, that But that's next to richness, right? Like, because Cape Town is, I mean, the, it's swanky, like, it, I mean, it, just, it was haves and have nots. And then they, well, first they said segregation is real and you're not a person or whatever. And then they're like, okay, now you're people. We're still but, talking about Oakland, aren't we? <laughs> well, I think that the... I mean, the question, two white people talking about racism, isn't it fun? Uh, but, uh, so there's real poverty. So we don't what do you have mean I'm poverty. British? We created it. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah. 
<laughs> you guys, you guys mastered the slavery. Um, so there wasn't running water. That's what you mean, like. So, so not not to the house, but there was to the standpipe. Yeah. And uh, you have to bear in mind, I'm not quite as old as uh, as, as I might be uh, feeling sometimes. <laughs> so you know, there's water to the standpipe, but and I was there to to um, hire people, and I'll give you the short version of this. But basically, there was over a hundred people turned up for these interviews on a Saturday morning, and this is for a regular IT gig. Right. You know, anyone around here would would do. And they met the minimum qualifications. And uh, I interviewed the first four people, and they all answered the questions exactly the same way. Every one of them had learned everything about the company I work for. Wow. And just recited verbatim the company bio lines and stuff. Why would you like to work for these? Because your company has been a steadfast proponent of database security. And I was like, that's great. I think I broke that. (laughs) And then the fifth guy comes in. And he starts answering the question exactly the same way. I'm kind of getting bored of this. Sure. But crucially, I realize he's wearing the first guy's suit. No. Yeah. Wow. He's wearing the first guy's suit. And but how are they educated if they're uh, p- people who are super poor can be super educated? Well, they have these things called schools. <laughs> um, I just thought that poor people didn't get educated. No, they actually have a national curriculum. And education, is to those with nothing, education is incredibly valuable. This is one of the lessons I have seen throughout life. And again, it's kind of one of those British things. It's like, sure, we took your parents, we took your grandparents, but we left you with an education system and a baccalaureate program. Uh, And as long as you can afford to be in school, your parents will scrimp and save to put you in school, to pay the 20 cents a day or equivalent. Um, but they really understand the value because it is the only way out. If your choices are, you know, prison, death, or squalor, prostitution, you'll find that not really. I mean, not for I'm, you. I've no, never been attractive enough. Sure. Mm. I did time in a British boarding school, so I knew what I was going in for. <laughs> hey, there's a market for that out here. <laughs> just your, you just got a bat for the other team. Absolutely. Cricket, cricket bat for the other team. I mean, big, tall you and little, little boy shorts and a little. Oh, I can just see it. That would be so cute. The if little, my wife's watching uh, <laughs> or listening, even there then. Could be a then market. I didn't have these ideas. It was you, Pam's fault. You should dress up. For, that would be what a great Halloween costume. That, that you'd be like sexy schoolboy, <laughs> sexy English schoolboy. It's that's Halloween. I, you know, I wondered what I'd wear for that next gig at the Improv, and uh, you've solved that problem for me. I was like, I'll wear my lucky jacket. Now we're talking thongs and school shorts. Just, I'm liking that. Yeah. What are thongs? Not our thongs are different than your thongs. Thongs are like girly pants that have no butt girly underwear what are your thongs what else, would I, what else would I wear I, I don't know people call thongs different things like some people think they're flip flops they think you those are thongs you cannot cover your genitalia with a sandal <laughs> not and get the support you so need so a thong okay so a girl thong yeah. I feel we strayed from the topic yeah well <laughs> Jesus I don't think they wore underwear at all well I so me and Jesus a loincloth surely but they were wearing robes. I think it must have been just for ease, like because they're also pooping on the ground to get back to the squalor. Weren't like biblical times squalorific? Like, were I mean, what? How old do I look? No, I don't know. But you seem to have knowledge of. You've been you've been. We trained used to run that country schools. as well after the war. We <laughs> fucked that one up as well. Palestine. <laughs> we created that. You're really? welcome. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We uh, we, we we screwed up so but that, many things. But I think that wasn't that supposed to be helpful because like. 
quite we, often we, we were being helpful. We were, because the United States were like, yeah, let's form Israel, even though that was someone else's country. And then we're like, this is a country now. And then they said, well, let's put all the Muslims over here in Palestine. Didn't we have a part of that too? You know what? There was a, there was a number of senators that were quite keen on the idea. It's like kind of repeating that cycle again right now. But to be fair, this was because it wasn't just uh, Israel at the time. We also had our hands in this thing called Iraq and, oh. and Iran, and we were creating borders. And rather than look at actual geography, we looked at a map, and some mm -hmm. guys in Oxford got a rule around and said, oh, this won't cause any problems. Uh, we, we did the same in India a couple of years' time and oh. creation of Pakistan. It's because we didn't know that, or the, it didn't have the study or the knowledge of the people. No, we, and knew, we didn't care. Oh. Big, huge difference. We were like... And, you know, uh, they're, they're all wonderful fuzzy wuzzies. I'm sure they'll all get on well with one another. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll just say anybody on this side of the line is, uh, is, is that and on that side is the other. And, um, no, no, be fine, be fine. Tea, absolutely wonderful. Ooh, Tiffin, oh, wonderful. <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, that's, it just blows my mind to think of it in that way because... Three guys in Oxford. I mean, I feel like we did the same thing in Vietnam. We totally screwed up Vietnam because we didn't understand the culture, what was going on. We didn't understand why the northern people were into the communism or how. Maybe we backed, maybe back in the south was wrong. We didn't even know because we didn't know the culture. We didn't know the language. We had people. We didn't know the roads, the topography, the weather, none of it. And we're like, let's put a bunch of money in. We're going to get these and then bad words and stuff. And they all look the same. Uh, and But it was our cultural ignorance that made that war last for 30 years uh yeah it's, it's the principle <laughs> yeah. it's there's, there's this there's this english person called jeremy clarkson he's a bit of an ass uh run, has a tv program now on amazon and he create one well, he, he curated this phrase which a lot of british people use and i've used it how hard can it be you take the most complex issue having a kid uh creating countries solving cultural issues and you apply the simple prism how hard can it be? <laughs> and you can screw up anything for 30 years on that basis. You'll make a commitment. Like, how hard could it be to change a government in Iraq? Turns out... Pretty hard. How hard is it to change it a out? diaper? I, know, I got that shit down one-handed now. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah. We're two and a half years in. I got that yeah. thing. I'm like, you know... I have a nanny thing I do where I do it when they're standing. I just... I can, I can change diapers when they're standing up easier than any laying down proposition we're talking boys or girls both. or both 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 I'm, i've been because with boys you've got like a hook you can use <laughs> yeah well the and the thing is it's they're easy i do right now i'm hanging out with a young lady who's just turned two and she's still in the dipes and uh standing up it's hard sometimes with the poop though well i'm gonna say because you just gotta get into all smear, the you gotta get in and you gotta front to back uh, right exactly. do not yeah never do not back fuck to that front. one up. yeah no That's, can't mm -mm. Mm -mm. but uh it's it's yeah it's hard to get in there I, I wonder why we don't have little baby bidets do they i mean in europe do they stick there do english people have bidets are you are you guys really into to butt cleanliness first of all <laughs> You just committed a bit of a faux pas. You confused me with the French. Oh, but no, the Italians are the ones that I knew that had bidets. Well, I just well, figure they, everyone they do, in Europe. But the, it's, it's, it's the French that really went to town, and I, I believe they do have the more fungal vagina issue. <laughs> um, one assumes that's the case. Uh, I've only known 
see my wife's not listening i've only known a few french vaginas um and um i mean i'd rate them quite highly um now whether that was uh, down to kegel exercises or a bidet who knows right um but um yeah we did have a, we took we went to paris uh a year ago and change uh with the monkey and um she thought they were great <laughs> and and there was this, especially when she found out there was tabs that she could access. Oh no! Which are otherwise forbidden at home. Of um, course. You know, drought and you know, depends. She can flood anything. And yeah, that was. Did she um, see it like a like a um, water fountain? Yeah, it was. Dude, stop it! Don't we? <laughs> I mean, you know, there's there's a reason why my kid looks like she's got bits of. You know, you have to get the peel the um, duct tape off her yeah. it's like you're not touching that again <laughs> uh are you raising your child uh, religious in any way my wife is your wife is <laughs> your wife is raising your child religious you're going along with it i'm 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 committed to her being part of a good community right on so obviously white middle class with healthcare. <laughs> um no it, it's a real um you know, it comes back to the it, religion didn't just start it. This was, a, it was, you know, my personal belief is it was a control tool. It was a community control tool. Establish acceptable norms and then say the big invisible man said that's what you've got to do. Mm. And, you know, the principle of sheeple. Right. And, it, and it, quite effective. You know why built, you know why churches are so tall? So God can look down on you. Oh, I thought it was so the priest can jump off and commit suicide. <laughs> um, well, See, I don't think the, that's that. I just, well, I, they I, don't I, do that. Do well, they do that? Nuns. nuns they threaten that. the choir boys. Well, if you don't want to take your, your little vesticles off and uh, expose your little testicles, then uh, off the top you'll go, little boy. <laughs> um, no, uh, it, it's... Uh, I always thought nunneries were interesting, that that was like... I've watched why, those films. Why, yeah, <laughs> Why would you want, why would you ask, I, I just don't understand, in order to have a relationship with God or whatever, or maybe it was to be taken care of. If you didn't get married and to have kids, then you had to be a nun. Unless if you didn't do that, you were a witch. Like you have three choices. Like you could be a nun, a witch, or a wife, maybe. And so you're like, well, I don't like dudes, so I guess I'll be a nun. Two things. Yeah. First of all, uh, my wife has been watching this Call the Midwife program. Oh. Um, you know, I'm sure it's on Netflix. It's, it's on, on the Netflix, Netflix yeah. It is. I haven't seen and, it yet. And, uh, you know, this is the start of the NHS, the National Health Service in the UK, and the nuns were involved in the labor because they always had been because, you know, God wants to make sure he's got more um, acolytes, so make sure they survive childbirth. Um, but... <laughs> So I'm not a good person. <laughs> right, never mind. And so it's interesting to watch, you know, there, these, all the, these are young nuns. And, I'm like, and to your point, why? You, you know, look, you're attractive. You made it to a TV casting. You had choices. <laughs> but, but to the... <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I mixed up a few things there. But the, to, to, to the nuns and the marrying Jesus, my, I, I say this, I joked, and I think it's a joke, that my, uh, you know, my little ones, she's not going to be dating, you know, as a father. Yeah. I'm not comfortable with the idea. She's only two and change. <laughs> We've got 14 years of, of, of planning on this one. And I said to somebody, I said, she's, she's going to go straight into the convent to marry Jesus. Yeah. And uh, this person said to me, I think you'll find she's going to date Jesus. 
<laughs> yeah, and, and I, it's a struggle. I I don't understand it, but but I do understand it. It's it was it was it was a choice. You look at when the nunnery, you know, the, the British nunneries, you know, pre-Reformation, and it was we need X amount of people to pray for the rich people who are doing bad things. I mean, you literally could pay for your sins. Wow. Um, and and what better way? Well, we're going to have a good weekend of debauchery, but don't worry, we've got a couple of uggos. We're going to uh, throw those in the nunnery to pray for us, cleanse our souls. We're all good. Um, bring on the sex dwarfs. You know? <laughs> I I always just thought that I well I was raised originally. I went I went to I saw my first dead body when I was like seven, and it was a it was a wake. Is the wake the right word? It was it was in a Catholic thing, and my grandmother was Catholic, and so I had to go to this thing, and there was a dead lady in front of us, and she, I was related to her somehow, like she was some great aunt or something. If there's drinking, it's a wake. There wasn't drinking. It was in a church, so maybe it was a, a real funeral. A view, a, what might be a, a viewing? viewing. Yeah. And there were all these nuns there, because I guess this lady was a nun, and one of them asked me, she said, are you going to be a good little nun when you grow up? And I was like, no, I'm not even Catholic. Like, I don't, what are you, why would you ask me that? And I was, I ended up offending people. And I just remember like, A, being freaked out about being like, why would you, why would you want little girls to think that that's a thing that they'd want to be? That's so weird. Like, yeah, I want to wear. father, I have a few ideas. I, well, I mean, <laughs> so is it the idea that, but then that's the other thing is that why is, a woman's having sex so like carefully tended to as a dad or whatever like that, that's like a thing that you're like oh my god boys are going to do terrible things to her like i'm fine with the sex it's the heartbreak it's the emotional side of things huh i maybe that's just me being a little bit strange there like i accept that she's going to i accept that she's going to i can't get further than that me and my psychiatrist yeah. yeah. we've got we've got a few years yeah 14 and jane but um maybe 30 if I'm lucky but <laughs> but it's the I don't want her to get hurt oh. it's the emotional hurt and I, th huh. those are the things which, that's very sweet um or controlling <laughs> or, yeah well I but you can I mean being a nun then you then you just have all these other things to hurt yourself about and feel terrible and you're not you're never being a nun would be terrible because you're never good enough Jesus is the worst because it just makes you feel like you'll never be good enough uh, he, he did set a somewhat high bar. Yeah. Um, I mean, the whole, you know, uh, essentially suicide. Right. Um, see, what what troubles me, and I, not, I love the fact that, you know, Christianity can't agree on things. Yeah, there's like, so many. We're all the same, but completely different. Right. Um, yeah, I love to see a, a Catholic and a Lutheran in a bar fight. Um, <laughs> but... I have real issues with it, and I mean like fundamental issues with original sin. Ah. Uh. This this one daunts me because, you know, I, I remember being, I, I got confirmed when I was, I don't know, 11 or 12. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to suit. think of the things which I did that were so bad that I had to be cleansed of them. Hmm. I mean, there was a magnifying glass, there were some ants, there was an accident. <laughs> Um, I used to pop ants with magnifying glasses. That was mean. But the fact that the idea that this this delightful little creature who had just been born, some five or six weeks after she was born, she was she was christened, baptized, whatever you wish, and there were some words in there about cleansing her of her. I had real huh. 
I mean, to be fair, I was just doing this so that, you know, my mom would include the kid in the will. I mean, let's be honest <laughs> about this. This was this was an investment. I mean, you know, mom's in town after the thing. What can we do this nice? Put the water oh, on the baby. Yeah, yeah, water on the baby, yeah. sure. God's sake, don't make her a godparent. She might be, you know, she follows the example of being a parent. Then uh, I'm joking, mother. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm sure godparents are a lot of fun. But no, I, I understand that that's, for some people, it's still, all of these rituals have a lot of meaning. For my grandmother. They have, like... Uh, uh, like if you don't baptize the child you're damning your child to hell how dare you you're and it's like wow this ritual that we all but then that i find so interesting because it it so closely relates to witchcraft and yet we burn so many witches so it's like light some candles pray on some water and do some stuff but that's only okay if you do it in a church with a priest if you do it like you know over a cauldron with a cat you're a witch. I, I mean, it's just stew. Sometimes, sometimes a stew is just a stew. <laughs> no, someone told me. Someone made a very similar thing the other day, and they said, "If you do it in your own house, it's like Uber for religion. You're doing it in your own environment with your own tools." And I thought that's, that's a little bit strange. And they explained it further, and it just got stranger. Then I realized, don't have in-depth conversations with a meth head. <laughs> Uh, while on meth, which I yeah. I was just casually unaware. Yeah, just, there was a guy on meth last night outside, or we don't know, I don't know, it could have been crack, who knows? It could have been fentanyl, but he was outside of, I work at a, a bar twice a week, and um, he was in the ground, and he had broken a window, and there were all these shards of glass, and he was like, sort of like picking them up, and going through them and then putting like little tiny ones into another bag and he was just sitting there like in like in the gutter what do you do like so for me as a former christian like what is my social responsibility to this like am i the good samaritan is that not do i walk by like you know the like the pharisee oh i am so late for my meeting and it's important with the god and so he didn't help the man in the ditch and then the other guy well i there was he had some other reason and then this the guy who would be unclean to touch saved him not very nice okay but like now i sometimes that even even having a history with um you know my lord and savior jesus christ it what I mean, walking around San Francisco, what is our responsibility to our fellow man? Do we have one? Like, is that what religion is about? Like, so that we won't fuck each other up all the time? Or is it not we go, well, they have original sin and they haven't, you know, drank of the blood of the father. So like. I, I, I struggle on this one. And it's interesting. I'm not, not wishing to be political about it, but it's kind of like, I, I believe we're all born on the left. We believe in the good of humanity and we're all going to contribute to society. Then we have a little bit of money, and and suddenly we start thinking more in the concept of mine. And then, and I'm I'm I am really lucky. I mean, I'm a kid with no education. Um, I pretty much trade on the accent. That's it. <laughs> I'm as dumb as a second hammer. But your people have the Oxford, and it's just a, it's a systemized education. You didn't no. take advantage of it. Oh no, I got expelled several times. Oh. oh I, I didn't even finish high school. I had to go back and get my sort of GED equivalency. Wow. Um, yeah. Trade on that accent. There you go. Uh, well, the, the, I had some brains, so somehow I ended up with a couple of patents on the use of artificial intelligence in IT security systems. Wow. Go. Yeah, go figure that. And, and yet, you know, I'd much rather be on a stage with a with a mic than, uh, than you know, writing security copy. But you kind of get this, you, you, as soon as you get this concept of mine, you start drifting. I mean, there was a point when I thought Margaret Thatcher was quite a good person. Oh, she's not? Um, 
Not for a lot of people. Mm. Um, you know, tax the poor, give money oh. back. Um, you have to bear in mind, we basically took a photocopier to Reagan's economic principles. Oh, trickle said, down doesn't work. Yeah, we thought that would be a great idea. Uh, liberalize everything, sell off all the national assets. National, you know, and, well, uh, it's not treacle down, it's trickle down. I can understand how treacle down would be nice, because a nice treacle pie would oh, be... treacle tart. You could treacle tart. You could, it's not a tri treacle down I theory. wondered how quickly we'd get to... to, <laughs> the, to no, but trickle-down theory. I just was making a funny Do you want me to do my Paul voice at this point? Oh, my God, I'm, you have I'm a Paul voice? Oh, I'm from the same part of the world. See, I, I spent a lot of my time working time in London. Uh -huh. If I use my natural family voice, then I sound like Paul. <laughs> I'm, I'm from the same part of town as Paul, from, from the same part of the world, from Yorkshire. We sound like this. Yorkshire, Yorkshire pudding is the best, one of the best foods ever created. Oh, it's wonderful. The, the, out that out the you can dip in gravy <laughs> is is wonderful. See, I don't understand Americans. Your concept, you like biscuits and gravy. Now, for me, that's a cookie a bis with oh, some wait, jus. Now, why would you put a chocolate chip cookie with some beef jus? That makes no sense. Right, because a gravy is but different But you, you took what we call a scone and went rogue. Right. And called it a biscuit. And then gravy, you decided, should be made from flour, butter, and meat drip. Yes. It, what do you make? Your gravy is just a... It's you a with jus. a bit of cornstarch corn in it. Huh. Um, you know, that's... You just went off on one. You were like, how many calories can we put in it? I believe Paula Dean was just the, you know, the 19th incantation of the first person who wanted to kill everybody. <laughs> well, we, we, like, we like butter a lot. Yeah, I guess a, a biscuit is a scone, except the biscuit's a cookie. Exactly. Well, exactly. For a you, right. A, exactly. Yeah, it's the um, chips and fries thing. But I, this is the thing I don't understand about, like, why, why did we shit on England's cuisine for so long when you guys really weren't fucking it up? Like, we in America, we have this thing like, British people's food is shit. It's gross and stupid. Like, that's what I was taught when I was little. Did, did you didn't I, but i was like why do americans do this the british space show's great like and the people are so nice and they have those funny accents they're so fun and they're nice to each other it's it's the least american thing ever any american tv show there's so much drama and she's just all like lara and then they do all that like first awful all, stuff first of all let's just get this out of the way i think we're both glad that was it Ra raul raul uh, yes raul won that raul won because otherwise he was going to top himself. <laughs> I mean, there was going to be a celebration, a little garden party, and they were going to pan back to the tent, and he was going to be strung up from a chandelier. Absolutely. There was no two ways about it. He was so not confident about anything. I'm like, did your parents beat you? Does everyone get beaten in India as a child? Like, yes. is that what happens? Yes, they do. That's Just on the street. <laughs> You're nothing, you suck. I said, a good friend of mine at, at work, I work with a good number of, sort of Indian nationals and Korean nationals, and they both compare childhoods. Like, they compare stress positions that they were forced to sit in when they got a B. What? I mean, seriously. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, it, it, the pressure. Uh, but the pressure of... Uh, it comes back to the... It actually comes back to where we started this conversation. Education, the value of it. People understand that, you know, you are going to stay where you are within your social class, your caste, wherever. And the only way to move up is through education. And so it's a... It's to be a doctor. I'm not drinking. I've cut my drinking by a good two-thirds since the kid was born. Wow, and, good for you. And, and the kid has a college fund. It's not a coincidence. <laughs> These things are linked. Wow. 
Wow, that's interesting. Well, that's one of the reasons why I was never going to have kids is I really love drinking. Like, I love it. I love it on a Tuesday. I love it on a on a weird day. I mean, I I have to limit it now because my body just isn't letting me because I'm old lady now. But, like, I love drinking. And if I would have had a kid, I still would have loved drinking. And then I would have been a bad parent. You I know mean, what I, I mean? If I may quote um, St. Kavanaugh, I love beer. <laughs> yeah, I love beer. <laughs> beer can make bread. I know. I love. I would drink. I But I get it. Like, being a good parent and and drinking and having and using that particular drug as much as you want are, are just not things that can go together it's not that it's having the ability to stay awake so like the kid's bedtime her wind down routine has become mine oh oh if i can stay awake 15 minutes past her bedtime i'm amazed these days it's wow I've really settled into this I, i'm i'm informed are you stay at home dad no god no I'm, okay no, my no wife, you're the it thing no my okay. wife suffers Um, Terribly. Me and the kid. Um, (laughs) She's raising two children, as she says. Um, But uh, no, it's it's incumbent on me. I, I make sure I get home in time for uh for bedtime because that's 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 my opportunity to shine and to take the burden off the wife so she can actually get get out of mommy brain for a few minutes. She can watch British Bake Show as opposed to um Oh, what's the Mr. Rogers Tiger thing called? I keep, uh, Daniel Tiger. Oh, that's a new. I haven't. I don't. I don't do screen time with when I hang out with kids because it freaks me out and like I just can't watch that. Like Thomas the Train. Like I'll start to memorize things. Like I'll if I have to watch it too much. I just I just can't do it. I have to like play games. Yeah, who'd have thought Ringo would be better voiceover than he was a drummer? Um, that beat is me that up. Ringo's voice? That's Ringo. The, Mr. The, the, Topham Hat. The the that's his Ringo that does the introduction. I don't I, know what the voices he is, but um, that's that's great. Yeah, next time you listen to Ubla Di Ubladar and then Thomas the Tank Engine, you're not doing drugs. That's oh. the same voice. Oh man. But no, Peppa Pig and uh, and and Daniel Tiger are our two. Um, like when the meltdown is too long, like we don't have to beat or strangle the child like I was. <laughs> we can give her a friggin' iPad. Oh, I see. It's like, okay, before we have to call child protection services and turn ourselves in, take that and go into your corner and be happy. Right, right, right. And we'll come back in 20 minutes and love you again. <laughs> right, yeah, sure. You know, car journeys with an iPad, because I spy with a two-year-old is pretty limited. Absolutely. I mean, they're, they're just not that intelligent. <laughs> it's shoes and noses. <laughs> <laughs> Go, uh, the new one, uh, it's not new, It's but it's good. It's the Charlie and Lola. Although, oh. if you have, if you only have one child, so... You won't, you don't want her to have a brother or sister, do you? Because that's what that's all that book makes one. If you're an only child and you read Charlie and Lola, it just they're like, when am I getting a brother? I I'm, I'm I'm rather keen on the idea. Oh, good. Um, well, then read Charlie and Lola. It's really Mrs. good. Mrs. Garside is less keen. Uh, I think it's mainly because she has to carry it uh, um, and give birth to it. Do, do, does the existence of babies and having your own now, does that make you believe more in the existence of a god? So this is, this is this, this, you know, as I was thinking about this the last couple of days, you know, coming here, and I was, I was like, no, that's it. I'm done with religion. So I told you the Africa thing, and then I went to it a couple of years ago, a couple more than 20 nearly 20 years ago I went to India and the drive from Mumbai airport to my hotel 
was the most spiritually harrowing of my life. Oh my God! <laughs> what did you see? So, so <laughs> you're flying in. I'm flying into the airport, and you can see the slums as you're flying in. You can you're flying in literally over the slums, and the first thirty minutes of the journey are through the slums, and people. First of all, there are people with disfigurements. Second of all, people disfigure themselves to be a better beggar. What? They will break their arms in multiple places. They will put them through. They will break fingers and get all twisted up. And, you know, there's tales uh, of people, you know, being sprayed with acid to be a better beggar. You know, oh, you'll make much more money if you're half, you know, the left-hand side of your face is melted off. Wow. And they are... At the windows, begging, and I mean, this isn't just you know your guy on the you know panhandler on the other street. I mean, like, this is pro level begging. And I'm going through this, and I, I see you see the kids running around, and I always had this principle. I a wonderful guy I worked with um, years ago taught me never eat in hotel restaurants. Oh. You, you won't learn anything of the culture of the places that you're in by eating in a hotel restaurant. There's always going to be Pastor Alfredo, whether you're in <laughs> Thailand, South Africa, or America. You right. Know, you'll learn nothing. And so I always, as a habit, would say to the whichever team I was supporting, wherever, look, um, either let's have dinner at your favorite hole in the wall, well, let's have dinner at your house. You know, let's let's do something different. Right. And I, I spent a little bit of time, tiny bit of time, and I'm talking like hours, in one of these slums in Mumbai. And that was the minute where I, I'm done with religion. Really? I'm done. Because there is nothing these people have done to deserve that. <sighs> Why would God create a parasite whose sole ambition its sole purpose in life is to burrow into a child's eyeball why would he do that why why could the, you know why I, I see there is no value to this suffering that they're, they're not learning from it they're not becoming better because of it sure this is just some colonial claptrap to say well you know if you're good then in the next life things will be better and, and i was like no no, no. We as a society created this shit show. No, I, and I agree with that. I think we created and, it. And what we said is, well, we've done all we can. This is, this is, this is Jesus or Devesh or Allah or, you know. I mean, and unfortunately, at that point, I decided that the Torah, the Bible, the Quran, and all of the holy books would have only the same weight and value as Harry Potter. Ah! Because they're all magical stories. <laughs> they're all inspirational. And they're all about the good guy winning. But let's let's not let's not beat around the bush. You know, it's the, it's the same it I I was like Wow. Okay. These people did nothing to deserve no one deserves this. I'd like to believe in Harry Potter. That's a fun religion. I mean that whole Hermione thing with the little time saver, the little thingy bob that she'd turn upside down and she could stop time and go do something else. I was Hermione, like, Dang! Hermione, Hermione is an issue <laughs> because because she's a witch. <laughs> no, witch bit's fine, and the time stuff and the cloak and all that stuff. I'm fine. What I'm worried about is that I, you know, this is like I've seen this kid grow up. I mean, she's now f- fulsome. 
Ah. And yet she wasn't, you know, in number one. And it, it, it's kind of like, does that not make me a pervert? Well, uh, the question is if... I mean, I am. There's no questions. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, it's like watching. I don't think that... Okay, so I've had the same quandary when um, my boyfriend... I hate the word boyfriend. It's so infantilizing. My partner life probably which sounds gay like i don't know what to call him anyway my my a special hug buddy current shag yeah that i've lived with but shag is too transitory we've been living together for like forever now it's like we've been together for like five years so anyways this guy (laughs) he has these pictures of himself in high school and younger and he made me watch this video of him playing football as a child and like i've seen pictures of him like his high school yearbook he played water polo and he was like a sexy 15 he was like i'm like whoa like i have filled a speedo did he it's not about the size of the day it's like he has no, a mean tummy I, and like that's a, not yeah. where i went yeah okay his he had the six pack eight pack thing and the little the muscles well, he still has a lovely tummy but the 15 year old pictures of him now that's not my fault that doesn't make me like into <laughs> i mean he was in i would have been into him when i was 15 i'm sure as well but i mean I don't know. I don't know where we're going with this. I have I have one I have one joke that people and I love to do it and people don't always let me, but it's we'll see because you're a parent if you think it's too gross. Having sex on top of a baby is not pedophilia. Okay, I'm I'm just being a good nanny, right? Like I'm getting banged from behind, so I'm having a good time. The baby can only see like 15 inches in front of its face anyway. So I'm smiling, it's smiling, we're having a good time. And just because the baby's first words are uh uh doesn't make me a bad nanny. You know what? I'm I'm fine with that. And okay. don't worry, my darling wife, if you listen to it, I'm not gonna do any of the jokes you know I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> but having sex on top of a baby is not better. I, sometimes the kid falls asleep and you suddenly find yourself with the energy you didn't expect. Right. And and there's nothing sister wrong. sister brother ain't going to come from nowhere. Right. At some point, mommy and daddy are going to have to hold hands again. Right. Well, and the thing is that, like, you're fine. You can pretty much do anything in front of a baby until they're, like, two. Two and a half is when they start, once they start developing language and they can, like, and then they're like, what are you doing? Then you're like, Fuck. Yeah, we, we we still we still shower and everything like a family and stuff. And that's I just, cute. I just, we, it's Swedish. Yeah. You can get away with that stuff till like you're 13, 15, I think. Um, Showering. Plus, if you're eco, it still goes on into your fifties. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with sh- sh- saving water. Oh, is that why they do it? <laughs> oh, well, that makes so much more sense than my thoughts. Okay, fine. Oh. <laughs> Well, having a baby, how much has your life changed since, I mean, is it, it's just a hundred percent different. Like you, you, you go to bed super early now, you watch dumb TV shows, you. I don't watch dumb TV almost shows. Almost believe in I'm, God. I'm, I'm pathological. This is where me and my wife argue. I don't, um, I say I don't watch TV and I, I can't stand TV. I, I believe it intellect, it just dumbs you down. I love yeah. reading and. Uh, and I'm one of those people I'm blessed I, I love my work and so I don't email at night but I love reading about the research and stuff that goes on around what I do wow so like non-fiction reading even yeah I, it's just I love learning I really do love learning I love I love to challenge myself intellectually I, I love to throw myself into something I don't understand and just learning as we go uh, I 
<laughs> I can't stand having the TV on in the bedroom when I, I can't sleep. It's like I need it off, and that's yeah. That'll probably be the cause of our divorce. She uh, likes to fall asleep with the TV on. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that that's a bad habit. I, you know what? I mean, you should. Yeah, uh, Danica, you heard it. Uh, no, it Pam is. Says it, it that long, you're going to hell. I was. I know, yeah, you're damned. My my uh, ex husband. And, I and that's why, right? Because of the because TV. of the TV. No, it, there's many reasons. Uh, if she ever off, offers up the butt, you know that you're, she's going to leave you the next day. That's just a little uh, pro tip. Uh, but so my ex-husband just writing that one down. Yeah, if she ever said, "Be like, oh my god, are we okay? What do I have to do? Flowers, chocolates? What do you need, honey? I'll rub your feet." Um, but my ex-husband, we used to think that we were, you know, better than everybody else because we didn't have a TV in the bedroom because he read something in the early thousands about like having a TV in your bedroom is bad for your sleep. Mm -hmm. Just like, it's just bad because it's the, it's like the, not, not just the sound because sound's not a bad thing, but it's the way that the light comes out and the pixelated way and like what it does to your eyes and all that. Like it just sort of disrupts sleep. No, I believe that I, I don't mind it being on from a sound point of view but I will turn away from it which also means yeah. turning away from her which is kind of you know right. relationship but if you leave yourself toward it it the light flashing on your eyes I don't think that that's I don't think that's good either no but I how did we get onto TV it's in bed um, because I don't know that's a good question because God lives in the TV no I don't know but you're not supposed to have TVs in your bedroom no I, I, I'm passionate about that one I, I, I I'm um, I'd much rather read than well because if you fall asleep with a book then the book just sort of falls off you and off the bed but if you fall asleep with the tv on it just stays on or the way to do it is to do the little sleep button they all have the sleep button they did. our tv does not you don't have the sleep button we do not if, if the we 15, had 15 30 45 60 it's the best i am a horrible person when i came here my, my mother-in-law um used to watch tv all night and then Sorry, uh, used to watch TV all night and then sleep all day. She 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 was un- she was very unwell and 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 um, and I decided that I knew better than any medical professional and all the rest of my family somewhat arrogantly um, that colonial thing. And so I hacked the TV, uh, not like a big big hack, but I put the hours on it so it would switch off automatically at ten and wouldn't turn on until seven. And nice. then I changed the code so that no one else could ever change it again. And I did it randomly, so even I didn't know the code, so I couldn't be broken by the rest of the family. <laughs> so, so if you ever wanted to watch anything on the big TV downstairs after ten o'clock, it just didn't work. Luck, yeah. Wow! But that function isn't on our TV in the bedroom. I'm not sure if my wife chose the TV because it didn't have that function. Yeah. She is cleverer than I am. I mean, she's got two degrees. She's got. You know, she's like super smart. I mean, she married me. She's. <laughs> she's poor really judgment. She's <laughs> uh, um, I think she thought she was marrying Hugh Grant pretty much until the last minute. Were you just having a phone? Like you were having a phone relationship? Was it like phone sex? Like <laughs> she had no. You were, <laughs> you're right. No, it was it was long distance. I I was. Still oh, it over was. The, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, um, so you gotta believe in God. You gotta believe in love. Like the distance of the well, world and the universe, it. man. Like you found each other. I held my daughter so that when I came back to the my moment a momentary lapse in my confirmed atheism one was in a military system situation i cannot talk about all right not with the radio i'll tell you later yeah, yeah. it's a, it's, a, it's a, some good material there in its own right the other one was my um my wife uh, when she was giving birth went into um, preeclampsia 
real that's quick. A, is that a bad thing? I don't know what very bad. You means. Uh, blood pressure was um, was falling very very quickly. Oh, um, and she was starting to get the shakes, uh, which is the onset of. Um, it's not a good situation. Gotcha. And so she was going to be having an emergency C-section. Uh, essentially, it was emergency, and they were going to back a truck up and just rip it out. It was <laughs> and is that what the doctor said? That's, that's they, great they bedside said, manner. They said, it, it, they said that we're going to wind the Pitocin down, the drug that stimulates the childbirth, um, and, and if we see no progress in the next 10, you'll be in in 11. <laughs> um, and and it was serious, serious, serious. It, she was starting to have small seizures, and it was it was it was not good. And I had this there was this question: only one person could go into the OR with her, and it was either going to me or the doula. See that white middle class thing coming back again. <laughs> um, and I said it's got to be the doula because I, my medical knowledge is not that good. Um, and if somebody has to make a decision, I want the person with experience. Like if this is an IT security issue and you're being hacked, you want me, not the doula. Right, okay? right, That's right, a situation right. where that... you don't want Felicia in the room. Okay? You, <laughs> want, you want Big John. Um, you don't want to be having a, I'm just going to start a conference call with John. No, you don't. It needs to be. You want the people with the knowledge and the experience in the room. And I've never felt so alone in my life. Oh. Alone and scared. And, and bear in mind, this wasn't happening to me. Um... And I just had DoorDash deliver some hummus from Orange. So I'm, I'm like, I'm like. You were 